Hello and welcome back to AI Ideas with Graham Colbertson, the show about ideas for AI that sit halfway between poetry and mathematics. This is another edition of Bits and Bytes, a short discussion of a key concept. And today's concept is errors sociopaths. I started this podcast by talking about the schism between analytic and continental philosophy and explaining that I wanted this podcast to be neither analytic logic chopping nor continental purple wisdom, halfway between poetry and mathematics, in other words. But I certainly lean toward continental philosophy in the same way that Dennett leans towards analytic philosophy, and Dennett is the guy who gives us the logic chopping versus purple wisdom distinction, as well as poetry and mathematics. No one better encapsulates the danger of analytic philosophy than A.J. Ayer. Ayer's book, Language, Truth, and Logic, came out in 1936, before Wittgenstein's philosophical investigations, before J.L. Austin's How to Do Things with Words, before Cavell's Must We Mean What We Say, and well before Rorty's Philosophy and the Mirror of Nature. Those works all appeared between 1953 and 1979. And analytic philosophy claims to repudiate Ayer's work. Even Ayer himself describes it as mistaken, and logical positivism, which he's defending in that book, as a stage of analytic philosophy that has been passed by. So there are probably analytic philosophers who would regard me using Ayer's book as a cheat. In fact, some people don't even like to use the term analytic philosophy anymore, associating that phrase with logical positivism, and they say that uh, logical positivism or analytic philosophy, or whatever you want to call it, was overcome by Quine and others in the 1950s. But for me, when I read Quine's Two Dogmas of Empiricism, which is the work that supposedly ended analytic philosophy or transformed it or whatever, it just sounds like more gibberish and logic chopping to me. It's against air on some level, but it's clearly within the same tradition as air in a way that Wittgenstein and Cavell are not. So since Ayer's book remains the strongest, the clearest, and the wrongest expression of this form of analytic philosophy, let's see what it is. Here's a quote from Ayer. We shall set ourselves to show that insofar as statements of value are significant, they are ordinary scientific statements, and that insofar as they are not scientific, they are not in the literal sense significant, but are simply expressions of emotion which can be neither true nor false. In maintaining this view, we may confine ourselves for the present to the case of ethical statements. What is to be said about them will be found to apply, mutatis mutandis, to the case of aesthetic statements also. Okay, so what does that quote mean? By statements of value, he means statements about right and wrong or good and bad. So a statement like, Citizen Kane is a great movie, or murder is wrong, are simply expressions of emotion. They are not expressions of truth. They are neither true nor false. They are nonsense. There's a famous insult in analytic philosophy. Your argument was not even wrong. What you said didn't even make enough sense to be wrong. Let me give you some more examples of things that are neither true nor false, according to air, but are simply nonsense. I love you. I hate you. In fact, any declaration of love or any form of hate speech, and any statement about whether or not life has meaning. Now, I can accept that these statements have no meaning in a certain sense, and some objective, purely scientific, absolutist understanding of the universe, a statement like, I love you, is nonsense. But for me, that kind of human nonsense 
is actually the only kind of statement that actually means anything. Philosophy as Ayer is describing it is precisely what the evil AI always says in every movie about an evil AI. Love has no meaning. All that matters is proper coding and precise logic. You know this part, right? Where the AI gives the speech that love has no meaning and humans value the wrong things and this evil robot is not evil but actually good but it just values things the way humans have failed to value because they are irrational and flawed. Now when we encounter people like this, people who not only don't understand irrational human feelings but also don't attempt to understand them, don't attempt to value them, and are even proud of themselves for not valuing or understanding them, we can call them analytic philosophers, or we can call them monsters, psychopaths, sociopaths. Using Ayer's understanding of philosophy to be a philosopher is to be a sociopath. Here's some more Ayer. The presence of an ethical symbol in a proposition adds nothing to its factual content. Thus, if I say to someone, you acted wrongly in stealing that money, I am not stating anything more than if I had simply said, you stole that money. In adding that this action is wrong, I am not making any further statement about it. I am simply evincing my moral disapproval of it. It is as if I had said, you stole that money in a peculiar tone of horror, or written it with the addition of some special exclamation marks. The tone, or the exclamation marks, adds nothing to the literal meaning of the sentence. It merely serves to show that the expression of it is attended by certain feelings in the speaker. If now I generalize my previous statement and say, stealing money is wrong, I produce a sentence which has no factual meaning. That is, expresses no proposition which can be either true or false. It is as if I had written, stealing money, exclamation mark. It is clear that nothing is being said here which can be true or false. Another man may disagree with me about the wrongness of stealing, in the sense that he may not have the same feelings about stealing as I have, and he may quarrel with me on account of my moral sentiments. But he cannot, strictly speaking, contradict me. For in saying that a certain type of action is right or wrong, I am not making any factual statement, not even a statement about my own state of mind. I am merely expressing certain moral sentiments, and the man who is ostensibly contradicting me is merely expressing his moral sentiments. Ayer's claim is thus that moral sentiments are nonsense. They have no meaning. They are the products of emotion, nothing more. It would be interesting to your therapist or a psychological researcher, but not to someone who is looking for truth or knowledge. And that means that claims about whether theft is wrong are not really claims. They are just emotions, and in some sense, irrelevant to philosophy. Sometimes I want to agree with Ayer to declare that he has described philosophy correctly, and that to believe in philosophy is to be a sociopath. Sometimes. And when philosophers go around claiming that people like Richard Rorty and Walter Benjamin and Stanley Cavell aren't really philosophers, I really want to agree with them. You guys can have philosophy. I'll keep Benjamin. But I think this is wrong. Rorty deals with this problem historically. Rorty says that this all comes from Descartes, from the idea that philosophers wanted certainty, and they gave up the search for wisdom in exchange for the search for certainty. And I think that's a great way to understand what Ayer is doing here, as well as what Quine and all the later 20th and 21st century analytic philosophers are doing. They're focusing on whether they can know what's true, 
while not thinking about whether what they know is valuable. Cavell, as always, has a beautiful and poetic way of thinking about this. He argues that the philosophy is the study of the, quote, whirl of organism, or what Christopher Binfei describes as the hum of humanity. In his claim that morality has no meaning, A.J. Eyre is revealing that he, Eyre, has no interest in the hum of humanity. Cavell's lifelong project was to connect the here of our humanity to the there of the rest of the world. I have no doubt that Eyre heard the hum of humanity in his life. He just thought the job of philosophy was to disconnect the here of humanity from the there of the rest of the world. In describing this podcast as a work of philosophy, I am rejecting Eyre's project and embracing Cavell's. Because if we take Ayer's description of philosophy to be correct, and we take AI to be philosophical machines, then we will create sociopaths as immune to the hum of humanity as Ayer is pretending to be. But if we use Cavell's description of philosophy, then philosophy is precisely the river that can connect the here of humanity to the there of the minds we are creating. But only if we accept the human, the all-too-human nature of philosophy, which is precisely what air is trying to eliminate. This has been another edition of Bits and Bites from AI Ideas. Please believe in other minds.